Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. There we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, Thursday, March the 9th, 2023, and uh, so glad that you're on today. We are continuing our journey through the New Testament today with Luke chapter 13. We've spent the whole uh, week thus far in the Gospel of Luke uh, with uh, chapter 10 on Monday, and today we... um, Rounded out with chap, uh, chapter 13. To, uh, over the weekend, I would encourage you to read John chapter 10, uh, either tomorrow or sometime over the weekend, uh, to stay on track with our plan. So, yeah. So today, Luke 13, uh, sometime between now and Monday, uh, take some time in, to read John chapter 10. All right, y'all, let's do it. Let's jump in because I have consistently, for the last two days, gone over time. So, so I'm going to try to do better today. Uh, no promises, no promises. They're just long chapters, you know, just long chapters. So uh, Luke chapter 13, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. I heard you. I heard you say that. I heard you. All right. Now there were some, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Hmm. Apparently some kind of um, uh, some kind of historical event there. And Jesus answered, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? Like, do you think that they deserved it? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. I tell you, um, unless you repent, you too will perish. Are those 18 who died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you no. But unless you repent, you too will perish. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I mean, Jesus is pouring it on right here, right? He's like highlighting the importance of repentance. That, uh, you know, it's easy to get distracted about other people and how bad they are and how evil they are, how wicked we might perceive someone or some group to be. But, at the end of the day, Jesus' conversation with us is usually about us. Well, what about you? <laughs> right? That's usually the most uncomfortable conversation. Like, we are all we're fine talking about everybody else. Like, what about them and they and, you know, what about the, those people, that hypothetical circumstances or historical situations? What do you think, you know, pondering 
and uh, and uh, just doing these mind games. But Jesus' questions, as exemplified in the Gospels and even in our own prayer life, usually goes back to, yeah, but what about you? What about you? What about your sin? What about your repentance? Verse 6, then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up soil? Ooh. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Hmm. It's that, uh, I mean, this generally the fig tree was of Jesus. I remember the, uh, you know, coming up on Holy Week, Jesus will curse the fig tree on his way to Jerusalem, and that is symbolic of uh, Israel. Um, and particularly the religious system and religious leaders, not bearing fruit, not bearing spiritual fruit. They were, you know, they were taking up soil. They were doing a lot of stuff, but they weren't leading people to, to God. They weren't, they weren't pointing people to the Messiah that was right in front of them. And um, that was the Apostle Paul said that. A chief of sinners is the Apostle Paul. Um, there was a question about which apostle said there there is no greater sinner than me. That was the apostle Paul. Um, so yeah. Uh, so here Jesus tells this fig tree uh, parable, and basically is an example of not bearing fruit. Like basically, Jesus is saying, "Where about you? Where about your own fig tree? <laughs> you know, where about?" You're worried about the fig trees over there and how whether they're not they're bearing fruit, but we really need to be examining our own lives. Are we bearing fruit? Are we bearing spiritual fruit? Are we uh, producing a fruit of righteousness? Are we uh, truly, have we repented and being, been grafted to the vine that is Jesus? Um, because we're accountable for ourselves, and there's serious consequences for, for a refusal to repent. Jesus is, you know, Jesus, Jesus speaking. This isn't, you know, I don't know sometimes what our perceptions are of Jesus, but this is Jesus speaking, and he's saying, cut it down. It's taking up soil. It's worthless. It's, uh, you know. So, verse 10. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled hmm, by a spirit for 18 years. Wow. A woman was crippled for 18 years by a spirit. Wow. That's a long time. My son's 18 years old. So think the his whole the, 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 basically his the the his whole life. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, "Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Ooh. Now that's interesting. There's no context for that, right? Like no context. Like, were they praying? Did she did she step out in faith? No, he calls her forward. 
and says, woman, you are free from your infirmity. This is like, this feels like just a, a sheer act of compassion and grace uh, on behalf, on, on, on the side of Jesus. He just, he sees this woman, has compassion on her, and obviously knows her story, invites her for, and says, woman, be free of your infirmity. Man, how many of you need, somebody need to hear that today? Whatever the infirmity is that you're carrying, man or woman, be free from your infirmity. Then he put his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up, whoa, and praised God. I mean, some people need to straighten up and praise God, <laughs> but that's different. That's different. But I feel like there's a lot of people that they just need to straighten up and praise God. Come on. You know what I mean? Look, you over there, you need to straighten up and praise God. Straighten up and praise God. Wow. But this woman, you know, physically straightened up. And began to praise God. Imme how, when did it happen? Immediately. He put her hands on. You know, Jesus touched you, man. Something's going to happen. I remember the flow of the, the He felt power flowing from him. The scripture tells us when the woman uh, with the flow of blood reached out to touch the hem of his garment, he felt he perceived power. The word of God says he perceived power flowing from him. And so here, similarly, he touches her. And I, he doesn't say anything about power. But you can you can surmise that there's there's immediate healing power that flows from him into her so that she straightens up, overcoming an infirmity that has kept her bound and crippled for 18 years. And she what? She praises God. Yeah. Now watch this, man. What a contrast. What a contrast. Indignant. You wouldn't expect that to be the next word. You'd think that you'd think. Um, uh, overjoyed, delighted, overcome with emotion, moved, moved uh, to tears. But that's not the next word. Watch this. The next word is after this amazing scene, indignant, <laughs> ticked off, angry, angry because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Come on. The synagogue leader, the, the synagogue leader is ticked that this woman who had an infirmity for 18 years has just been healed by the precious touch of Jesus and is praising God. I mean, you know, for sure, like how horrible. I mean, this is how we can't have this because all of this happened on the Sabbath. The synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. Oh, man. Mm. Let me tell you something. Every day is a good day to worship Jesus. Every day, any every day, any time, any time, day or night, it's okay to praise and worship Jesus. It's okay. And Jesus is kind of showing them, look, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Sabbath, I made the Sabbath. I am Lord of the Sabbath. And I made Sabbath for man, not man for the Sabbath. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I hear those. I see those hands. Me, I need to straighten up and praise God. <laughs> all right. All right, podcast fam. This is one for all. We all just need to straighten up. Straighten up. Praise God. But here, this this uh this uh synagogue leader, he he's mad because Jesus heals on the seventh day, the Sabbath. Man, you ever wonder sometimes how we how we can miss the forest for the trees? You know, we miss the goodness of God because we're so um focused on the minutiae or the insignificant. Man. 
God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for when we we miss uh, what you're doing because we have our own agendas. I know that that's kind of what kind of broke my heart a little bit with the uh, you know the revival that was going on at Asbury and people. You know, most people were were just overjoyed by it, of course. But there's always some people, and some people that I, I actually care about, <laughs> and a whole bunch I don't care about. That sounded funny. My bad. I did. It came out weird. It, that really. I mean, anyway. It, anyway, it came out funny. That's not exactly how I meant it. But, um, but what I was trying to say is, there's some people I care about who, they all they could do was crit- criticize. All they could do was pick, try to pick it apart and tell them and say why this isn't right and this is. It should be doing this. It should be more of this. It should be. And I'm like, how? It was sad. It's like you're missing. You're missing what God is doing in the lives of these 20-something-year-olds for the most part. You're missing what God's miraculous, glorious, beautiful activity. Your first response to that is indignant. Are you kidding me? And I think we always have to check our hearts. Like when God is moving and God is doing something, what's the, what's what's that immediate reaction? Is it overjoy? Is it thankfulness? Is it gratitude or is it like suspicion or criticism or disdain like i thought that was sad man i thought it was sad that people were missing being enjoying and celebrating what god was doing and is still doing because they were so busy trying to critique it and criticize it uh, i don't get it um but we're all we are all prone to do it, right? We're all prone to do it. And they hear this this uh, synagogue leader, he was indignant. There's a person who's just been delivered from an infirmity that she's carried for 18 years, and your reaction is indignation? Wow. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites. Yes, indeed. Preach, Jesus. Preach. So we're just going to sit back and watch Jesus preach right here. Don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, yeah, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Yes, indeed, she, she should. When he said this, all of his opponents were humiliated. What is he saying? He's saying, you care more about your donkey. You care more about your ass. Just seeing if y'all listening. See if you're listening. Yeah. You care more about that, your donkey and your 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 uh, your animals, than you do this daughter of Abraham. Hmm. You can you'll pull your donkey out of a stall and lead it out to help it give it water, refreshment, make sure it's taken care of. But here we got a daughter of Abraham, and you, you're you upset that she got healed on the wrong day. Mm. Verse 18, then Jesus, asked, then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in the garden. It grew. It grew. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say abs. If you're if you're wondering, um, 
What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. So Jesus here is is um, talking about the uh, miraculous growth of the kingdom, right? It starts off like a mustard seed. Jesus and a few disciples, a mustard seed, and it's going to eventually grow and to the point where, you know, it becomes a tree and people find refuge in it. Again, he asked, what shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all the way through. Kingdom of God is going to spread. Kingdom of God is going to spread. You don't see it. You don't always can't always track its activity, but it just appears, and it's everywhere, and it's going to cover the earth like the water cover the sea. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? Ooh, here's one. This is a good question. Everybody want to listen to this? Hey, listen up. Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? Hmm. He said, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. That many are going to try to find out alternate routes into the kingdom, and there's only one. The narrow is through Jesus. You can't get into the kingdom except through Jesus. Now, who can go in? Anybody. But how can you go in? Only through Jesus. People are funny. They think that's so, oh gosh, that's so exclusive and narrow. Well, no, it's not. I mean, you got a door. Who can go through the door? Anybody. But you got to go through the door. I mean, math is narrow, too. Two plus two is four. Oh, man, that's not right. Well, sorry. You, that's how it works. You put two with two, you're going to get four. Somebody text you. They miss one number. They're going to text you. They're going to te text someone else. Oh, that's so narrow. No, it's just the way it is. Who can text you? Anybody that's got my number. But you got to type. You got to type the right number. <laughs> well, that's so narrow. I know. Well, pick it up. Take it up with Verizon. I'm sorry. It's the way it is. <laughs> um, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and not be able to. Man, people are trying to make all kind of uh, their own doors these days, any kind of way they want. You just Believe whatever you want to believe. Just make your own way. Make your own truth. Make your own path. Do it your own way. Do a little bit of this. Do a little bit of that. Put a little bit of that in that. Make you a little, make you a little religious gumbo, and I'll be good. No, it ain't. I mean, it may, may pacify you for the years that you have on this life, but it will not serve you well at the coming judgment. <laughs> Jesus, is like, Jesus says, remember how you started this chapter? Repent. Verse 25, once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you. And where are you from? But I've got a really good gumbo. i got a really good religious gumbo here. I've been working my whole life on this gumbo. I put a little, I put a little paganism in it. I put a little, uh, you know, put a little 
uh, empire worship in it. I put a little Christianity. I put a little Buddhism. I put, I just, it's a really good gumbo and I'm out here at the door and I'm knocking. Yeah. Well, you may have you congratulations on the gumbo that you've been working on for your whole life, but it ain't going to get you in the door. It ain't going to get you in the door, but I have wristbands. I got lots of wristbands. I got so many wristbands. I got a red wristband. I got a blue wristband. I got a, I got a wristband that tells everybody I care about everything I, that I care. I'm compassionate. And I look at all those wristbands. Lord, I got all these wristbands because I care about things. I posted anytime I needed to. I changed my profile pic and I put a little banner on it saying that I care. And I said, pray for, pray for uh, Ukraine. When that happened and when there was a, when there was an earthquake, I said, pray for San Francisco. When there was, you know, this happened, I said, pray for that. I mean, I did, I did, I worked hard. Yeah, well, I ain't going to do it. They ain't going to do it. That ain't gonna, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. Mm. Jesus did not say they shall know you <laughs> by your wristbands. <laughs> they shall know you are my disciples by your, uh, by your profile uh, uh, pic. They shall know you are my disciples by the banner you put on your, on your Facebook page. No, no. They will know you're my disciples by your love for one another, a love that comes from God, a love that is uh, pure and undefiled like Jesus' love, love that comes from him. But he will say, I don't know you. I don't know who you are, who you came from. Then, he, then you will say, but we ate and drank with you. We, we talked in the streets. We got wristbands. <laughs> I got a tattoo, but I got a tattoo. Well, I'm sorry. I got a tattoo that says tolerance. Remember? It's pretty. It's got a cross. It's got a crescent. It's got the Star of David. It's a cute little, little tattoo. It's beautiful. I don't know who you are. <laughs> Away from me, you, all you evildoers. And watch. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out, people will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places in the feast of the kingdom of God. Who's invited? Everybody's invited. But not everybody going to get in. There's only one way in, through Jesus. Indeed, there are those who, who are last who will be first, and the first who will be last. People that are first in line think they the first ones to get in. They got the got a top priority. They got the all the benefits and access. They were raised by Christian parents. They grew, went to Christian schools. They got Christian people all around them. They should be they're the first in line. They should be in line. But you know what? They're going to be last. And people who had no religious background, no religious influence, very little religious advantage, but have repented and come to Christ, they're going to be first. At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. Mm. Herod after him. Verse 32, he replied, go tell. <laughs> Savage Jesus warning right here, y'all. Savage Jesus warning right here. Look what Jesus said. Go tell that fox, that little squirrel, go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow and on the third day, and I will reach my goal. Ooh, my goodness. Mm, that's just... 
that's so that's fire right there, man. That's so that just that's about to burn through the page right there. They're like, Jesus, you need to get out of here. Hair is out to kill you. And Jesus, is like, you tell you tell hair, you tell that little fox, I'm gonna keep healing, healing, healing. I'm gonna heal people today. I'm gonna heal people tomorrow. I'm gonna heal people on the third day until I reach my goal. Mm. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to keep doing what I'm called to do until I pay the ultimate price for sin on the cross in Jerusalem. Verse 34, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you. How often? Mm, this, is, this is tender, man. This is Jesus grieving over people right here. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were not willing. Man, let that never be said of us, that God wants to do something beautiful in our life, amazing in our lives, but the, uh, but he, it ends up where he's, he can't because we aren't willing. Man, let's be willing. Verse 35, look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Mm. Wow. Jesus is just grieving over Jerusalem, the emptiness, the desolation of spiritual desolation that's there. He's like, your, your stubbornness has left your house desolate. Um, how often I wanted to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks, but you were unwilling. So uh, aren't you glad that Jesus is going to just keep on doing Jesus stuff? He's going to do it today. He's going to do it tomorrow. He's going to keep on doing it. And whether you're stubborn or not, whether, you, whether there are people who criticize it or not or don't like it or not, guess what? Jesus is just going to keep on doing Jesus stuff until everyone will see and say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Wow. All right. Hey, we made it. We made it through, and we've got a little time left. Can you believe that? Wait, what a way to wrap up the week. Actually, do it in the allotted time. Miracles, man. Just miracle. Miracle after miracle. <laughs> thank you guys for being on today. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, wow, the power and the, uh, the straightforwardness of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you for telling us like it is because we need to hear it. God, we pray that we would be those who bear fruit, the fruit of righteousness, that we would not be like the fig tree that is just taking up space but not bearing any fruit. God, we want to bear the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. We want to bear the fruit of, of reaching other people with the good news of the gospel. We want to see other people, more people, become more like you. So help us to be good ambassadors of yours and to be those uh, who bear much fruit. Lord, um, help us to be those who point people to the door and to be honest about that, uh, even as we ourselves stay humble and repent of our own sin and seek to please you in every way. But, um, Lord, we pray that we would never be ashamed of the gospel, would never be ashamed of who you are and, um, and the gift that you provide, only you provide. Lord, I pray your blessings upon my friends today. May you encourage them and strengthen them, whatever special needs they might have, physical, financial, emotional, spiritual. God, I pray that you would just uh, pour out your blessing in abundance. May you bless them real good for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
God bless you, my friends. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for spending the uh, this morning uh, in Bible study together. Hope this word spoke to you. God is good, man. And uh, we'll be back at it next week. Be sure to read John chapter 10 over the weekend, again, to stay on track with our Bible reading plan. And we will be back at it on Monday with Luke chapter 14. So we'll just pick up right where we left off in Luke 14 on Monday. But yeah, grab John chapter 10 over the weekend, and you'll keep on track. Thanks, Linda, Joseph, Lee, Deborah, Debbie, Ann, Mom and Dad, Eric. You guys are awesome. Thank you for sharing this. I really appreciate that. If you just take the minute to share this podcast, or share this Facebook feed on your on your uh, page, that means a lot. I really appreciate it. If you got time to leave a comment or feedback on the podcast, that's also appreciated a lot. It helps get the word out. Also helps it kind of move to the top when people search for Bible study podcasts. So um, any help there would be appreciated. You guys are awesome. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Love you guys. I really mean that. I don't just say that. I really mean it. You guys are the best. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Janine. See you guys next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.